You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So this morning we, um, we are uh, in the end of our book of Ephesians. This is the last Sunday that we are going uh, to speak about the book of Ephesians. Although this week in the life group we will be looking at parts as well. Uh, but we are in the end of this book, and we are going to read from Ephesians 6, from verse 10 to 24. Ephesians 6, from verse 10 to 24. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with a belt of truth black around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert, always keep on praying for all the lost people. Pray also for me, that wherever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tachikus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you may also know how I am and what I'm doing. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know how we are, and that we may encourage you. Uh, peace to uh, the brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all uh, who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Amen. Amen. If you just can close one minute your eyes, I just I like to pray before I speak. Father, we thank you this morning because you are here in this place. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is moving among us. Lord, I pray that this morning you may speak to each one of us. I pray, Father, take away any distractions from our minds. Lord, I pray that you may bring freedom right now by the power of your Holy Spirit in our minds to be, uh, Lord, uh, be ready to listen, Lord, your word of God. Lord, please, I pray, move in this place in a mighty way. And I pray, Father, anoint me right now, fill my mouth. That every word that I may speak, Lord, it may come from you and not from myself. Please, Lord, help me and lead me this morning. I ask you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. This is a not easy... Um, part of Ephesians to speak about, and the, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because there is so much in, what, in just what we read. 
that it will take a, a series in himself, really, to just go through all of it. Uh, so, so I will, uh, uh, by the help of God, I'm going to try to just really, like in uh, about half an hour, trying to give some points and trying to unpack these passages so that, that, that all of us, we may be blessed and encouraged. Amen? So please pray for me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we start. So, so we see that Paul started by saying, finally. So, so we are in the end of this letter. We are in the end of all the things that we have been looking so far. All the things that have been encouraging the church of Ephesians. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and we looked to all different things about from loving you know, to uh, the love of God and, and be united and, and uh, um, uh, the, the gift ministries and uh, uh, our, our blessing, our spiritual blessing. And we look different things. And now we come here and in, in, in the end, and they say, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God and take your stand against the, the devil's schemes. So there is, uh, in just these uh, uh, two first verses, there is uh, everything what we are going to talk about. And then, uh, you know, Paul will start to uh, carry on and will explain what he just said. So let's start. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So we need to understand that everything that we have been looking until now, everything that we have been studying in this book, and everything that Paul, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he has been speaking to the church of Ephesians, has been speaking to us, we, we can see uh, that by what Paul is saying here, that we cannot do it if we are not strong in the Lord and His mighty power. We cannot make it. So the only way that we can do everything that we have been looking so far, the only way that we can love each other, the, the only way that we can be vessels of God's love, the only way that we can be united, the only way that we can uh, stand in the blessing, the spiritual blessing that we have in Christ Jesus, the only way that, that we can uh, be blessed in our families and our children and that we'll be, we will be looking uh, uh, to this uh, in this week, the only way is by being strong in the Lord and His mighty power. And you can see that I put it there, understand who is in you. And it's very important, what Paul is saying here, it's important that we need to understand who, we, who lives in us. It's important to understand. Because, you see, the Apostle Paul encourages us to be strong in Jesus and His power that live within us. And he unveils and reveals to us, through the Holy Spirit, that our battle and struggle in this life is not against flesh and blood, that so humans, but, uh, but is against the devil and the spiritual forces. Now, if we carry on, we says in verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, just like I said, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we need to really understand that our struggle in this life, and if you are struggling right now, and you, you feel that this life is so difficult, and there is so many, so many challenges, and we go through so many difficulties, and there is a struggle within, in, within ourselves, 
And, you, you know, we need to understand that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Sometimes we see people, and maybe they will mistreat us, maybe they will hurt us, maybe they will speak to us in a wrong way, maybe they will do something very bad to us, and we think, they are, uh, they are my enemies. But we need to understand that actually they are not they, they are not the actual enemies. We need to understand that the enemy is who is behind. And behind there is spiritual forces that work, you know, through uh, people. There is spiritual forces that work in the realm. Our battle, our struggle in this life, and I, I really pray that we may understand it, is spiritual. It's not physical. It's spiritual. And we battle every day. We battle, like I said before, between ourselves. We battle every day with what is going on in our life. And many times the enemy likes to use people. You know? So it's very important that we understand this. Now, there is no time for me to to just uh, uh, explain you how the the authorities of these demons and and, and the hierarchy that is there, how how, how it works. But here, we can definitely can see that there is an hierarchy. We can see that they are very well organized. And and, uh, we can see they start from rulers to authorities, to powers, until the spiritual forces. So there is a, an anarchy of demons there. There is an anarchy of spiritual forces there, where our battle is. There is someone that is uh, is uh, uh, from leading, uh, maybe uh, leading a whole nation, to someone that leading just a, a little part of a town. You know? Now, there is no time for me to go through this. But, the thing that I want you to understand this morning, first of all, is that we are struggling, we are in a battle, and is in a spiritual. It's against all the spiritual things. Amen? Now, Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. And First John 4, 4, it says that He who is in you, is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you need to understand, first of all, that who lives in you is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you see, we can, we can see all this, oh, it may, it may, it may look like frightening. It may look like uh, 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 we, we, you know, the enemy wants to bring fear. We can see all these uh, these uh, hierarchies of spiritual forces, and oh, how can we make it? How can we 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 battle? How can we we we, we do it? And uh, we need to understand this: that he who lives in you is greater than who is lives in this world. He who is in you is greater of any spiritual forces, any demons in this dark world. And you need to, we need to understand, because if we understand and we realize, sometimes we forget. And I am the first one. Sometimes we forget. We, we go through difficulties, there's something going on, and we know that there is a, there is a spiritual battle there. Sometimes we forget that this Jesus that is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You know, He's living within us. Amen. Hallelujah. He's in us. Hallelujah. He lives with us. 
And then he says, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. And in Ephesians 3, verse 20, and, and you can see this there, he says, now to him who is able to do immeasurable more, the whole we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So if Jesus lives in us, he lives in us with all his power. Hallelujah. There is the power of the Holy Spirit is working within us. This is the only way we can do it. This is the only way that we can, we can uh, stand this struggle and this battle that, that we are seeing in, this, in these verses. There is a power that works within us. There is a power that Jesus, you see, when we, we receive Jesus, we don't receive just His salvations. We don't receive just the forgiveness of our sins. But like we saw, we, we, we saw it in the past, we receive all authority and all power to trample on serpents and scorpions. Hallelujah. And to overcome all the power of the enemy. Can you believe it? Hallelujah. Can you believe it? But believe it. Believe it. Because it's true. It's real. This power, it works within us. And when we realize and we grasp it, and we start to move in that power, that is where when we see something going on, we stand and we start to pray, and we rebuke that spirit, we rebuke that, uh, that enemy of what he's doing, we stand and we rebuke it because we know that someone is living in us and is greater. And he has no way that he can do it. He has no way if we just, uh, as a believer as a Christian we realize the power that is living within us and that our Lord and Savior that is living within us if we just we realize and we walk on it I tell you the enemy will trample and one of the things that he wants to do do and the one now we will see because because uh, we will see you see the, here the Bible he revealed to us something. He says, we will look later, you know, but he says that we need to take a stand against devil's schemes. Now, this to tell me that the devil has schemes against each one of us. You know, it's not like that we just, uh, okay, we're just living this, this life and sometimes we go through difficulties, there's something going on. No, you, we need to understand that this, uh, this enemy that we are facing, as a schemes against me and you. You know? So let's look. Let's look. Because, because the next point that we are talking about is verse 11. He says, Put on the full armor of God. Okay? Put on the full armor of God. And you can read it there. Prepare yourself and be ready. Now, as we read it, I, I read it again. Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. So you need to know He's living in you. And you need to know that Jesus Christ is living in you. And His power is working within you. Then He says, put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So what He's telling me here is that if I don't put the full armor of God, I will not be able to stand this, the, the devil's schemes. So we need to understand now this armor of God. Paul is encouraging us and he says, put on the full armor of God. So we are going to look at the full armor of God. 
Now again, there is, uh, there is uh, uh, so much to say in each of, uh, of uh, these points that we are going just to look. But the first one that Paul says is, is to put the belt of truth around your waist. And you can see that every, every of this part of the harmony that we are going to look, there will be a main word of, that you can see in the screen, that it will be highlighted. Because that is what it is about. Okay? So it says the belt of truth around your waist. So what is here is the truth. Now, why is it so important to put the belt of truth in our life? Because it's the truth who set us free. It's the truth who set us free. It's the truth, you know, it's the truth. We cannot live, you know, in lie. We cannot live in something that is not the truth. It's the truth that set you free. And see, and, and as we know that we need to put this belt of truth around our waist, we know that there is an enemy that has schemes. Now, which are the schemes that maybe I guess this, uh, this parts of the armor? But he wants you to deceive you. He wants to deceive you in many ways. So, so if we don't have the belt of truth in our waist, he will find a way to deceive you. He will find a way to put some lies in your life. And if we allow this, you know, we allow some lies to come in, we allow to some deception to come in, then he will have, you know, we will not be able to stand. We will fall, we will be discouraged because we are believing some lies. We will, we will not walk in truth. You know, so it's very important that we put truth around our life, that we are covered, we are around our waists. You know, we put the truth of God. Amen. We need to live in truth. And we need to rebuke and, and, and remove from our life any lies of the enemy and any deception. Amen? Are you with me? Then he carries on and says to put the, uh, the breastplate of righteousness in place. Now, if you, if you see the, the, the breastplate, where it goes? It goes here, isn't it? So what is covering the heart? There is something that is covering the heart. Now, we, we know very well that in the, in, the, in the Word of God, we can see that the heart is deceitful about all things. And we know very well that the Word of God, is, the word of God it says to us, to guard your heart above all things. Now, the only way that we can do that is by living a righteous life. Now, we receive the righteousness of God in the moment that we got saved. Alright? In the moment that we got saved, the Bible says we, we crossed over from death to life. In the moment that we got saved, you know, it took away our sins. It took away our guilt. It took away any condemnation. It took away all this dirty thing. And it clothed us with the righteousness of God. So that the Father will not see us anymore as sins, but He sees us as His righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ. But we need to carry on to live in that righteousness. Because one of the things that the enemy will do, and this is the schemes, the scheme that He has against us, He will try to put things in our life where we can allow things to come in in our life 
And, and we will not walk in that righteousness. We will not walk in that holiness. And maybe, maybe we allow a sin to come in. And maybe we allow something that we know that is wrong and we do it. And I am the first one that I speak to my life. We need to have in place the best plate of righteousness. Because we need to cover our life. We need to cover one of the more uh, uh, important part of our life that is our hearts. So we need to walk in the righteousness of God. Amen? Amen. We need to walk in His righteousness. Hallelujah. Now we carry on and He says, to, to, uh, 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 to have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, you, I don't think nobody this morning came here without shoes. Is anyone here without shoes? Especially women. You know, is anyone, you know, you know never, never someone will come out without shoes. Now, you need to understand something. We will not go nowhere without shoes. Now, the same thing is for a warrior. Do you think a warrior can go without shoes in a war? No, because it would be struggling, you know? So one thing that we need to pull is that we need to have our feet fitted, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, what is this readiness? You know, Paul says to us that we need to make the most of every opportunity that we have in our life. So we see Jesus that, that He gave us a commission to all the church, to me and you, to go and preach the gospel and to, and to, and to, and to preach the gospel to all nations. So now this is not just for a preacher. This is not just for a, an apostle. This is not just for an evangelist. This is a call for each one of us. We are called to be witness of Jesus Christ. So, so we cannot do it if we don't put in our feet, the readiness that come from the gospel of peace. So what does it mean? That we need to be ready. We need to be ready to shine in the darkness, in every circumstances. We need to be ready to preach the word of God in every circumstance. We need to be ready of, of uh, uh, sharing our testimony when, is the, when there is the opportunity. We need to be ready to, to share a word of encouragement to people when, it's, when, uh, when there is the opportunity. We need to be ready. And many times, you know, we... We, we just, uh, we just go out of the house without having our feet fitted with the readiness. And this is why many times we go out, there is some opportunities, there is someone that maybe we can pray, there is someone that maybe we can share a word, there is someone maybe that we can preach the gospel, and we are not ready. We are not ready. We just walk away. So I want you to understand how important it is. Because if we don't put our feet, the readiness to come with the gospel of peace, then what will happen is that we will start to walk in a routine in our life where we, we like to stay by ourselves. And then come the opportunity, we don't know even what to say. Come the opportunity that we, you know, if we don't have ready our feet with the gospel of peace, then what happens is, and then we will allow fear and timidity to come in our life. 
And, and then we will not be ready when there will be the opportunity to preach the gospel, to shine in the darkness, to, to give a word, to share our testimony, to be there, to do the work that we have been called to do. Are you with me? So you need to have your feet ready with the gospel of peace. And the, in the prophecy it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. Hallelujah. So your feet will be beautiful, not just how beautiful the shoes that you put on. You can, be, you can have the more expensive shoes, but they will not make you beautiful in the spiritual. In the spiritual, what will make you beautiful is to have your feet ready to preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And we carry on. Alright? <laughs> Time is finishing so fast. Alright, we carry on. I told you, it was not easy. So, we carry on. And then, and then we have the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the devil one. Now, here is not saying that we will never get, it's not saying that we will never be, uh, um, that these flaming arrows will get us, alright? These flaming arrows will get us. You know, the enemy will keep shooting these arrows all the time. All the time, every day, every day, he will be ready to shoot you with his flaming arrows. Now, what he's saying here, that you need to have your shield of faith ready to cover you. Ready to stand your ground. Ready that when the enemy is, he accuse you, you will be there standing your ground. When the enemy will say a lie to you, you will be ready there to stand your ground. When the enemy will try to put condemnation and discourage him in your life, you know, then you need, to, you are ready to believe. Like Paul, like we can see this working in the life of Paul. If we see the life of Paul, it is written that he was mistreated, he was persecuted, he was beaten almost to death many times. Now, how can a man stand all these things? And still, then standing up, cure himself, and then go and get him preach the gospel. He was always there with the shield of faith because he said, I know the one who I believe. Amen. Hallelujah. I know the one who I believe. I know the one who lives in me. I know that when I am weak, his power will be displayed. I know that I can do all things through him who give me strength. I know. So Paul, he knew something because if for him to endure all the things that he endured, you know, he definitely had something in place there to cover himself. Hallelujah. So we need to have our shield of faith. We need to stand firm in our faith in all circumstances and never forget, you know, never forget that this Lord and Jesus and King in our life is living with us. Never forget that wherever we can go through, we have an heredity. Hallelujah. We have an heredity, an, an heredity in the heavenly realms. We have an heredity. Hallelujah. So we need to be always ready to stand and believe in our Lord. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Never allow the enemy to discourage you. Never allow the enemy to, to put in your mind, 
This God is not doing nothing for you. This God is not real. This, this is not true. You know, you will never see them because the word of God says that he who, who make promises is as well able to fulfill every promises that he says. So if he promised something to you, I tell you something, stand in your ground and pull the shield of faith because the enemy will say, this will never happen. Then you need to say, no, it will happen because I know the one who I believe. Amen? Hallelujah. And then he says to put the helmet of salvation. And the, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, he says, but let, us, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the, the uh, breastplate of faith and love. Here is the breastplate of righteousness. Here he says the, bre the uh, breastplate of faith and love. Okay? And then as an helmet, the hope of salvation. Now, we need to always stay firm in our salvations, you know? You remember David? He, had, he went through a very tough time. And then he was there praying in Psalm 51. He says, Lord, restore the joy of salvation. You know? And maybe there is someone here this morning that you feel a bit discouraged. Maybe there is someone here this morning that you feel that you lost the joy of your salvation in your life. I want to encourage you, you know, maybe, maybe you allowed that helmet to do just, maybe you put it somewhere and maybe you forgot somewhere. I just want to encourage you to just retake, go and look where this helmet is again. Take this helmet of salvation and put it in place. And remember, remember the Lord and Savior. Remember when He saved you. Remember when He changed your life. Remember when he helped you to, to come out of a difficult time. Remember that the Savior is with you. Hallelujah. And you see the helmet, you put it in your head. So what he does as well, he does, he cover your mind. And the battlefield is in the mind. Now the only way that we can stand this battle is by us standing and always put our, our thoughts on Jesus. Always put our thoughts on Jesus and always say, fix, my, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Because as we fix our eyes, as we fix our thoughts on Him, you know, we will always remember. We will always remember that He's our Savior. And, we will, and that hope in us, He will raise. Because we know that there is a hope that is the anchor of our soul. Hallelujah. It can come any storm, but that is important because if the, your anchor is anchored somewhere, you know, this, if, if this anchor is anchored on Jesus, it can come any storm that you want, any storm, any scheme that the enemy can do in your life, but you will not be moved. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And then he says that the Word of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, in Hebrew 4.11 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, and shaped and two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and to join the marrow, and is a discerner of, of the thoughts and tender of their hearts. You know, the Word of God is, power, is living and powerful. You know, and we can see that Jesus, He gave us a, a great example of how to use this powerful weapon. Because every time that the enemy was coming with a temptation and or an accusation, He was always saying, it is written. It is written. 
So maybe I don't know what you are going through. But maybe it's time to take the word of God and declare it. Declare it over your family. Declare it over your situation. Declare it. Because he was saying it is written. And in the moment that he was saying it is written, the enemy was going away. But then he was coming back. And then he was saying, it is written, and the enemy was going away. So the only way that we can do in this battle is by standing with the Word of God in our hands. So our, but of course, if we don't know these words, we will not be able to use it. So we need to study the Word of God. We need to be there every day and read the Word of God. Because, you see, why it's so important as well to read the Word of God? Because more you know this Word of God, more you will be able to stand your ground against the devil's schemes. Hallelujah. More you know this Word of God, more you will know that whatever situation he comes, he will know what to say to the enemy. Hallelujah. But if you don't know this Word of God, you will be like there. Okay, what shall I say? What shall I do? You know? So, take in your hand the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Amen? And then, he says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and requests. Now, by the last two, we can, the last two things that we just looked, we can see that, again, our battle is not in flesh and blood, but it's spiritual. So we need to fight with spiritual arms. We need to, we need to fight with spiritual weapons. And we are here, we, we are, we have been given some spiritual weapons. There is the word of God, it is the sword of the spirit. And they, and we have been given as well prayer. There is in the spirit. Okay? So the last point very quickly is, now that you know that Jesus is living in you, now do you know that there is a power, that power that resurrected Jesus from the dead, that power is living in you, the power of resurrection is living in you. Now that you know, and you are putting all these armors, you are putting all these parts of the armor, you are putting an helmet, you are putting a best plate, you are putting your, your, uh, 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 best plate, uh, you are putting your belt, you are putting your shoes, your, your boots, you are putting your shield, you are putting your sword, and you and you start to open your mouth, ready to batter, ready, now you are ready, now it's time to stand. Now it's time to stand your ground. Now it's time to stand your ground. And uh, you see, Second Corinthians, it says, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 3 and 5, says, For though we walk in flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, we are in a warfare. The people, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting out down arguments and every high thing that exalts himself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. We have been given weapons that are, they are mighty in power. Hallelujah. We have been given weapons. Hallelujah. And then in First Corinthians, because I want to just now to conclude, I just want to remind you this last thing, that uh, even if 
We are struggling in this battle. We are in a warfare. And we are in this war. You know, standing our ground against all these devil schemes. I want to tell you something. The enemy is already defeated. Hallelujah. We are already victorious. Hallelujah. But he would try anyway. He's a stubborn guy. He doesn't listen. He doesn't. He knows that he's already defeated. But he will still try to make your life difficult. So this is why we need to stand and we need to live in Jesus. We need to stand our ground. So 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, But thanks be to God who give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.